shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Thursday, February 29th, 2024. This is episode nine of the Carlos Whitaker podcast. Oh, yeah. Come on. Welcome to another episode, mis amigos y amigas, of the Carlos Whitaker podcast, where we just have conversations for you, by me, sometimes by you. And today is going to be by me and by you. Uh, uh, uh bounce with me now okay uh for those of you watching on youtube um i'm I'm trying to figure out how to get this this light off my dad's face right here but this is also the light that's shining wait i don't know on my face so i can't necessarily block it you guys can help me let me know in the comments uh i am really excited about today because today let's fade out uh dr delight please Today on the podcast, I made a decision to, um, well, so I asked all of you, what would you like me to talk about this week? Because I kind of had a free week, right? We, the last two weeks, um, we, um, let's see, we went from Israel, Palestine, um, I think uh, the week before that maybe was the Kansas City shooting. Like, like it's been, it's been heavy. And so I asked on my Instagram very specifically the other day, I said, um, let's see, what, what was it? I said, what do you want in a 30 minute episode this week? Um, actually I didn't even say podcast because I think if you're keeping up with me on Instagram, whenever I say the word podcast on Instagram, um, which is unfortunate because this podcast is for the Insta familia, but whenever I say the word, it limits the amount of people that see my stories. And so just so you know how that works is, um, n- not like I'm on the inside of Instagram, but let me just tell you from my data, my own research, I, I could get, I normally get 
uh, 70 to 90,000 views per story um, at the beginning of my stories every day, right? So that, that'll go down to like 40 by the end of the day um, because people watch stories the morning and they don't watch them in the evenings. All that to say, if I say the word podcast, Instagram will suddenly, I, I'll only get 10,000 views. And so like it, it chops it down significantly. And how they do that is what, what they do is they, they actually put your story just at the end. It's not like they necessarily hide it, but they put it at the end of the long line of stories that people are waiting um, to share their lives with everyone else. And so suddenly, whereas I might be at the beginning of your story stream, when um, all the stories that are on your bar, when you open Instagram on a normal day, when I say podcast, Instagram's like, nope. And so they put me in the back. Now, what do they want me to do? They want me to pay. They want me to pay to boost the post or to, you know, get more people to see it. And so that's the way they make money. So listen, it's, it's what they do. Um, but I kind of have to play the game. So I, I try to not say the word podcast on Instagram. Um, that's why, or I'll bleep it out. <laughs> so, um, so I asked those of you that are on Instagram, what do you want me to talk about? And so uh, there were so many great ideas. There were, there was, you know, um, I mean, saving democracy. <laughs> okay. Um, what the next five years look like for you? Um, let's see. I mean, a lot of you guys wanted to go super deep again, women's reproductive rights, um, dealing with betrayal and forgiveness, um, church culture done wrong and done right. Sign language update, like tons of stuff. And so I was like, well, this, you know what I want to do this week? Let's just, let me just kind of hit a bunch of these. So we're, we're going to hit a bunch of these uh, today, and I'm going to try to keep this podcast, I'm going to try my hardest to keep it under 45 minutes, okay? That, that is the goal. Um, ain't nobody got time for anything longer than that. I mean, some of you do, you listen to Joe Rogan, he talks sometimes for two hours and you listen to the whole thing. Uh, but again, just looking at how you respond to my podcast episodes, I'm going to keep them, try to keep them from 30 to 45 minutes. So let's just start, okay? Um, let's just start. We'll start with uh, Melissa. Um, asks this. She wanted an entire episode on this. Maybe we'll do this at some point, but let's just do some quick hits. How to faith again. I like the way that you said that, Melissa. How to faith again after hard stuff with the church and Christian nationalism so alive. I feel lost. Um, okay, so I would say that I was in your situation and in your season in 2020, early 2021. Um, I had, I'd really lost a lot of faith in kind of evangelical America when I saw how much pushback I was getting against, um, against myself from the church when I began to speak on things of justice, uh, and it began to break my heart. And so I, man, I had a rough go at it. And can I tell you what was helpful for me? Thank God I was actually in a church that allowed my voice to be listened to. Not necessarily from stage, but leadership listened. Not that they even agreed with everything that I was saying, but they gave me a space to speak and I felt heard. So because I felt safe enough to be heard, I felt safe enough to stay. And I just watched my pastors lead. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, probably a very, um, there's a lot of people in my church that would, uh, fit into the description that you um, said here. Um, hard stuff with church, Christian nationalism is so alive. But my pastors 
aren't that. And they have a way of pastoring and shepherding people that maybe feel a lot of nationalism in their Christianity and people that may, that may make them nauseous together. It's actually really mind blowing how pastors Alex and Henry have done that. Um, They're able to pastor all of us. They're able to um, challenge all of us. And so I stayed and I just stuck around and there were, there were Sundays when I would see people that I would have seen what they posted the week before. And I'd, I'd want to avoid them with everything because I couldn't stand what they were standing for, but we were still going to the same church. How crazy is that? So here's the deal. You're not going to find um, the perfect church, but I think you can find a church where the pastors are less concerned with telling you who to vote for and more concerned with telling you how to serve those in your community. And if you have uh, pastors that are spending more of their time uh, telling you how to vote and who to vote for, as opposed to telling you and leading you to the least of these in your community, maybe find somebody else, maybe find another church. Uh, and let me give you a, um, let me give you, a, I'm going to turn around here. I'm going to give you a book <coughs> that I went back to in 2020. Wow. This thing's been toe up from the flow up. Uh, it doesn't even have a cover anymore. This book, Walking with God by John Eldridge, I've talked about this on my podcast before. Talk to him, hear from him, really. Um, this book I went back to in 2021 when I started to, I started to deconstruct my faith, uh, not based on the Bible, but more based on individuals that were representing the Bible. And what this did for me is it reconstructed it. It reconstructed it in a very simple manner. The book is called Walking with God. Um, and so for any of you that are feeling that pull, um, feeling that um, uh, the rub with church these days, um, there's one, I'll, I'll just, two things. There is a church that you can belong to somewhere. Uh, for some of you, it may be online. Okay. Um, I, I, I would rather go to a, go to a local church and breathe the same air as humans, but some people can't pull that off. And the second thing is this book, walking with God. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything John Eldridge says in all of his books, but this book, this book, um, brought me back. So Melissa, there's your four minute monologue, man. I went too long. I went, so I already went too long. See, I guess I get so, uh, so chatty. Okay. Um, so there's that. Uh, whatever happened to the ASL goal? Did I miss an update? Um, okay. So I talked about wanting to learn American sign language, uh, this first quarter. And I said, who wants to learn with me? And then let me tell you what happened is I started to learn it. And then I started to try to find a way that we could all learn it together. And I didn't find a good system. See, here's the thing. When, when you, when you, want to lead something like this, there has to be some sort of system involved and we couldn't ever find the right system. So I'm still learning. I'm not learning as quickly as I wanted to, but I still, I was doing it every day. Now it's probably twice a week, but just so you know, I use an app, an app called Lingvano, Lingvano or Lingvano, not quite sure. And, um, let me see if I can log in here on my phone so you can see on YouTube. Um, so, as you can kind of see, I don't know if you can see it on my screen there, um, it's, 
it's like Duolingo, but for sign language, American Sign Language. So like you actually like on the screen every single day, there are challenges. And this has been the coolest way that I have learned um, ASL. And so you're able to do it at your own pace. So I'll just go and tell you this. Go ahead and download Lingvano. Um, I tried to reach out to them initially to see if there was a way that we could group us all together. There's not. Um, but it is uh, ASL um, platform created by those in the deaf community. And I wanted to make sure that I was learning from those um in the deaf community and that I, if I was going to pay, there's, there is a subscription to it. Uh, gosh, I can't remember how much it is because I've already, um, managed subscription. Hang on. I've already paid. Okay. So quarterly, um, it is 1599 and so I think it's 1599 for three months. And so that, that's what, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing 1599 for three months and then I'll stop the subscription. Um, but it, it's been the best. There's a lot of other uh, great apps out there. There's a lot of great websites. There's a lot of um, colleges that you can take courses from. This has been the best way for me. It is Lingvano. If you guys want to jump on, go ahead and do it. Um, and they'll, again, the frustrating part was not being able to find a way that we could figure out how to do this together, but there's, that's, that's still in the works, right? Because I'm hopefully going to learn two or three more things this year. Uh, and I want to find a way that we can all come together. Um, there's like, you know, there's, there's subscription services, which maybe that is the thing. Maybe we start Insta Familia University and it's like, if you want to be a learner, again, I feel like, um, I want to be a learner the rest of my life. If, if the moment I feel like I've arrived is the moment, uh, and I, the moment I feel like I know everything is the moment that, um, everything falls apart. And so I want to be a learner the rest of my life. And so I'm going to continue to learn. And there's a couple more things I'm going to learn this year. Maybe we can find a way again, maybe it's a subscription where, um, you know, I don't know, five bucks or something. I don't know. I'm talking out loud, but we can all get together. And if you want to be a learner with me, that will make more sense. Uh, then I can devote the time and the resources to it. So that is the ASL update. I am, um, I am learning ASL still. Uh, I don't know how to say still. I don't think there is a sign for that, but there it is. Okay. Thanks for, there's a lot of questions on that one. So I wanted to give a small little update on that. Um, did uh, this is from Chef RT3? Did you ever think you would be doing what you are now 20 years ago? OG here, so seeing you for a minute. So 20 years ago, let's see, that would be 2004. Um, wow, that's crazy. Um, 2004, I was a full time worship pastor at a church called Sandals Church in Southern California, and I, um, let's see, was I, I, I wasn't. I think I'd started a podcast that may have been the first thing 2004 called the ragamuffin Soulcast. And no, no, it was before that. So no, 20 years ago. No, I thought I was going to be Chris Tomlin. That was, that was my goal. Indescribable, uncontainable. You set the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing. God. I mean, come on, somebody signed me to a new record deal. That's what I thought I would be doing. Um, but obviously that's not what I'm doing. And so, no, of course not. I did not in any way, shape or form. It's crazy to think about the path. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on the path, my journey, uh, to do what I'm doing now as a full-time author, speaker, um, and Insta Familia general. Um, but it, it was crazy. 
right? So I did start my blog called Ragamuffin Soul in 2006. And in 2006, when I started that blog, that was the first time that I saw people reading what I was writing. And, and there was a lot more people reading what I was writing than I thought ever would. And so I, I just remember being like, wow, this is fun. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed the feedback. Um, and there was an itch in 2006. I remember there was an itch to be like, I wonder if I could ever do something else besides being like the singing guy at a, at a church. Um, loved, loved what I was doing and ended up going to a massive church in Atlanta, mega church doing the same thing. They're signing a record deal. I mean, I was, I was on the path, right? Um, but what I'm doing now is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done, you know? And here's a crazy thing in 20 more years. So when I'm 70, um, I hope that somebody asks me on, on Instagram or maybe what it's called Finstagram then who knows? Um, somebody asked me, Hey, well, did you ever think 20 years ago you'd be doing what you're doing now? You know, who knows? Maybe like in 70, I'll be a, a certified professional pickleball player, um, and a pickleball coach, uh, and a pickleball influencer at 70. And I'll be like, no, who knew? Like, I remember when I was 50, I was just like going down to Maryland Farms YMCA and playing pickleball, you know, every once in a while. And I'm so freaking addicted. Hopefully that's going to be the goal. Maybe I'll still write some books, but okay. Um, great question. Thanks for asking. We are now 15 minutes in. Uh, you know what? Let's take a little, uh, let's take a little break and let some of our partners hop in here um, because these partners help us. Just so you know, they help the show continue to live. So when you click the link in the show notes and when you um, put in my promo code or whatever it is that I ask you to, it helps me. You like to help me? Well, then let me help you buy these sweet deals that I give you and then you help me. Okay, here we go. On to the partners. If you open up my fridge right now, you will find one meal left out of the 12 that we started with. Why? Because my family can't stop eating these Factor meals. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. I'm telling you, my wife was actually blown away when we got our shipment of Factor meals. We got... Two minute meals. They take two minutes to warm up. And the amount of times my wife's been like, I'll be like, hey, babe, what's for dinner tonight? What are you feeling? She's like, hey, we got factor in the fridge. Hey, put that on a hashtag factor in the fridge. Two minute meals, right? Restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat up and eat whenever you are. And here's something else that they sent us. They sent us these like little shots, like little garlic shots of like health goodness that I throw back in the morning as well. We love the quality. My son loves them. My son's actually eaten more than I have um, without even asking. Losiah, can you please ask your dad before you eat his factor meals? Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily, right? It's flexible for your schedule too, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing six or all the way up to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries any time. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, cleanup needed. It is true. This is what I want you to do. Head to factormeals.com slash carlos50 and use code carlos50 to get 50% off. That's code carlos50 at factormeals.com slash carlos50 to get 50% off. Hey there. 
I'm Dr. Maya Shankar, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we back. Um, church culture done wrong and right. Um, you know, I, I, who am I to say? Uh, if you look, if you look back at the um, at the Book of Acts, we've we've got uh, an example of what the church looked like in the Book of Acts. Um, it was a completely different time, completely different culture. So obviously, things things are going to be different. I, I just I, I don't know if 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 I know. I know what feels right to me, and I know that if it feels gross, then I just won't be in that culture. Um, but I guess I, I don't want to be the one that judges that, so I can't do a whole podcast episode on that um, because I don't know. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, I mean, let, let's just go ahead and do it. Let, let's let's talk about the robins in my front yard. Um, can we bring robin school to the podcast? I'm ready for spring. Now, uh, for those of you that um, don't know, in 2020, when we were stuck at home, I was in the middle of one of the most anxious, anxiety-ridden times, many of us were in my life, and I walked outside one day filled with panic, and I just remember seeing uh, a robin land right in front of my porch, and I remember I was panicking. I had my Bible and I was like, just trying to find scripture that would like, you know, ease my stress. And this Robin was bouncing around. And then I just remember, you know, it, it sticking its beak into the dirt and yanking out a worm. And initially I was like, ew. But then I was like, how did it know that worm was there? What? It just stuck. I mean, it like straight and whack. It bounced around straight and whack, pulled it out. And then it bounced around somewhere else and whack, pulled another one out. And then the, I just watched this robin continue to fill its little belly and then fly away. And when it flew away, I looked up and I saw in the canopy of trees above me, I just, I heard all these birds. It was like an entire ecosystem of birds above me. And I was led to the scripture in, uh, in my Bible about, you know, I can't remember what it was, but it, you know, if God loves the birds and never going to let them go hungry, this, this is why I'm, I'm not a pastor, by the way. Uh, then, you know, it's, it, it, he never lets the birds go hungry. We can go let you go hungry. Whatever. That, that's a very loose translation of the verse that all of you know better than me. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry. I, I've got to now, now I feel like I have, um, birds, uh, look at the birds. Look at the, I'm looking, I'm looking for the, <laughs> the scripture. Here it is. Matthew six twenty six. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And I read that, and it was like, slap across the freaking face. What? And then so I, I began to go out to my front porch every every morning. And this was before, you know, um, COVID happened. I, I guess it was March. Was it March? Late February, March. And then spring began to spring. 
And I began to pay attention to these birds. And so at this moment in the bird's life, in the robin's life, they were just feeding themselves, getting ready. But then to the gutter to my left, okay, so to my left of the porch, there was a gutter. I started to watch this robin grab little pine straw, little pieces of pine straw, little pine straw, pine straw, and fly up there and make a nest. And for, for like seven days, I watched this robin make a nest. Seven days, okay? And so for seven days, I watched it make a nest. And then, and then, and then I watched it, I, I, I put like a camera above it because it was so fascinating. And then it wasn't, it wasn't just that, that bird. Like it was, there, there was two of them, right? Mama and daddy. Um, and then it laid an egg and I'm, and I had no idea like the gestation period of an egg or whatever, but like it laid an egg and then there was one egg. And then the next day I looked, there was two eggs. The next day I looked, there was three eggs. Then it, so it was laying an egg a day. And at this point I'm like fascinated. I started thinking like, what in the world? Like, this is so crazy. Like how many eggs is it going to lay? Like when, when are the eggs going to hatch? I start Googling and I realize, oh my gosh, it lays all these eggs and the eggs don't start fertilizing or creating or turning into little chickies. The, the eggs are fertilized already. They don't start incubating. Sorry. That's the word. Until after the last egg is laid, then I looked up there and that mama was on those eggs all day long. She'd hop down to feed herself and then hop back up. And I was like, oh, so that last day after the last egg, that's when she'll sit on him because she wasn't sitting on him all day. Then she sat on him and now she's cooking him, right? They're cooking. They're turning into little baby birds. And then because I had my camera up there, I got, I saw them the day that they hatched. And all of a sudden now I'm watching mama go down there, hop up there, feed the, the babies a little grub or a worm. Literally the second is kind of gross. The second. No, within three seconds after a little chick, little baby Robin gets fed, it like the the worm shoves out the poop out the back end and it like poops. And then the mom actually grabs the poop and flies away and carries it away so that the nest isn't filled with poop. Go for, It was just actually like mind blowing. And so like to see the, the purpose, I could see God in a bird nest, even in that season, maybe more than I could see it in the church. Mm, that'll preach. Look at the birds in the air. Um, and so that began to heal me. And then I watched these little baby chicks get bigger and bigger. And finally they fledged the nest. Then when they fledged the nest, they spend about 10 to 14 days bouncing around your yard. So that's when you want to make sure that your cats are inside. Bouncing until they're strong enough to fly away. I, I learned so much. So there is a, I will link to it in the show notes. There is a, um, I did it like a 25 minute video in 2020 on Robin school. And I did it because a lot of little kids were watching my stories back then. Um, and so it's, it's great. It's for your kids. If you wanted, if you want to go into birding this spring, it's a great place to start. Um, yeah. So, um, Oh, what's the, um, there's a store here in it's, it's here. Um, bird store it's here in Tennessee, but it's also everywhere. Um, Oh, what's it called? Wild Birds Unlimited. So I walked in, I, I actually storied a couple of weeks ago when I went into Wild Birds Unlimited where the woman's like, you're beautiful. And it kind of threw me. <laughs> um, this place is where you want to buy all of your um, bird stuff. So it's, it's like quality. I used to buy a lot of backyard bird materials on um, in, uh, Amazon. 
Uh, but none of them like lasted more than a season. And so I'm, I'm big. So what I would say is if you're, if you're wanting to, to do the bird thing, okay, first thing is um, start off with just feeders. So you can maybe just start seeing the birds, attracting more birds to your yard. The more birds you attract to your yard, the less insects you're going to have to deal with in your house. A little FYI, you want more birds uh, in your yard. Um, and then after that, go for the birdhouse. Um, you know, um, clean your gutters off if you want robins. So robins love gutters. They love um, little nooks and crannies to build um, pine straw nests in uh, against your home. They want they want to be against like something sturdy. So if there has been a nest there before, go ahead and remove that nest if it was from the year before and clean it off. Okay, they they love uh, clean space. Robins, um, bluebirds. Okay, make sure that the bluebird box is far enough out away from your house uh, to where they're not they're not scared every time you come in and out of the house. Um, And there's certain directions I can't remember the direction that you have to face it. But um, and then in the in the um, bluebird boxes and above the robin's nests, I've I've tried two cameras. I tried the blink camera, uh, and now I have a ring camera. And so I put those inside of the nests, um, not inside the nest, but above the nest. And you want to make sure that, that you don't ever just like, like once the process starts, um, you don't want to go back up there and mess with the camera. Right. So just a little FYI, this is, this is now a 15 minute segment on birding. Sorry. This is just what happens when you guys give me all these topics. Um, you, you want to make sure that you limit the amount of of times while it's building the nest that the camera is going to go off and wait until those little um, chicks hatch, then you can kind of up the amount of times the sensitivity of the camera so you can start to see them more often. Um, that's just a little hack from the, from my point of view that I, I used to have to go change the batteries in those things. And um, once I changed the battery while mama was feeding and it scared the mom away for like two days um, and it was almost a tragic situation. So once once the babies are there, no more messing with the cameras, okay? Okay. There's that. See, see how much I love my backyard birds. Um, love them. Love them so much. If you were to walk into my living room right now, you would hear this tiny, low-pitched hum right behind my sofa. What is that hum? You would ask Carlos. And I would tell you that hum is keeping me alive. It's keeping me healthy. It is called the air doctor. What is air doctor? Well, air doctor is a filter that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. So our lungs don't have to. This includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses that make us sick. We spend an average of 90% of our time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day. And the indoor air we breathe is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air. And in some cases, up to 100 times more polluted. So what do we do? We get ourselves an Air Doctor. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code HUMANHOPE. You'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers exclusive to podcast customers. You will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code HUMANHOPE. 
why everyone should play pickleball. Here's the thing about pickleball. Can we lean into pickleball for a second? Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America. Le- legitimately, that's just not like some some stat that some pickleballer said. It, it legitimately is, and let me tell you why. Because it's accessible for everybody. It's got a low um, uh, kind of low ceiling when it comes to, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but when it comes to um, affording being able to go. Like you go buy a tennis racket, right? And you try to join a tennis club, you're, you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, pickleball, man, go to Target, grab yourself a $29 paddle, which is what I had for the first three months I was playing. Um, and it's just so accessible. And it is because the courts are so small and the ball is um, so light um, and it doesn't travel near as fast as a tennis ball does. Um, it's what I love about it is that it's actually bridging the age gap and it's allowing 70 year olds to play with 30 year olds and smoke the 30 year olds. It's allowing, I played with a 74 year old woman the other day. I'm 50 and my partner may have been 26. She was smoking us because it's all about angles at that point. And you don't have to sprint too much. It's but it is a great workout. And so like I, I probably lost nine pounds since I started playing pickleball and I started playing seriously um, where I was like, okay, I want to do this in October. So October, November, December, January, February, four months. I've been playing for four months um, and I love it. And so I just think, I just think, give it a shot. It's got a weird name. I think they should maybe change the name, right? I mean, is it pickleball? I mean, whatever. But I, I just, I love it. And I think it's great exercise. I'm going to try to get my mom to start playing it. Um, and yeah, it's just accessible. It's inclusive. Um, yeah, I'm all in. I'm, I'm in with the pickleball. Uh, okay, let's go. Um, oh, how about this one? Um, it's National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And this is a subject not talked about enough. I didn't know that. Um, if you guys have listened to uh, or read my daughter, Sohela's um, Instagram post, uh, she shares her story, um, and, and her healing, uh, from, from this, from Ed, we called it, uh, maybe at some point we'll do an entire episode on that. Uh, it was, it was one of the hardest seasons uh, for our family ever. And to see her on the other side, uh, just know that there's hope and also know that I know a lot of people, um, deal with this in the dark and in secret. And so I see you, uh, and hear me when I tell you there's hope. Ed can go away. Um, thank you for for that. Uh, let's see. Wedding planning from a dad's perspective with Sohela. I'm going to actually do that as its own episode. Um, all right. Let's see here. Follow up to the gun violence episode. Uh, you know what? There, there were a couple questions. The reason why we didn't do a follow up to the gun violence episode is there weren't enough questions for an entire episode, but there probably are enough questions for a um, segment of an episode. So Whitney from Wisconsin, make sure I do that uh, in an upcoming episode. Um, what happened back when you took that time off social media. So um, many of you do know that I disappeared because the podcast went away too uh, for eight weeks, seven, eight weeks uh, in late summer, uh, early fall of 2022. And that is a secret I've been holding on to since then. It is now March of 2024, April, May, June. And in three months, you're going to find out. Um, this has been the, maybe the longest project I've ever worked on. Um, 
<clears throat> a lot of you have ideas. A lot of you think I was on a reality show. Maybe. A lot of you think I went to prison. Maybe. A lot of you think, uh, a lot of you, are, there's a lot of various, um, it's funny when I, when I disappeared offline, uh, my wife kept getting text messages like, are you and Carlos okay? I don't see him on your stories. <laughs> and so uh, I'm giving stuff away. Um, you'll find out soon. Thanks for asking. Thanks for still being, it encourages me that you still care because I need you all to care. <laughs> okay. Um, I need a bluebird tutorial. Again, maybe I'll, I'll get deeper into the bluebird side of things on Instagram. Um, guys, we're at 30 minutes. Oh my gosh, we're at 30 minutes. And I mean, I'm barely even through some of your, um, some of your comments. I, um, let's, let's call it. Do I have one more? Is there one more question in here? Um, wedding planning, um, birding season. Yeah. You guys, you guys, um, sandwich generation, still raising kids, teens, caring for adults. I'm going to do a sandwich generation entire episode. Um, again, cause there's many of you that are with me or you're, that is the next season for you, right? You've got little kids and, and it's coming. You're watching my stories and you're like, wow, like you don't, nobody wants to think about taking care of their parents because your parents are strong. They raise you like, but it's coming for every single one of you listening to this, or it's already come. Um, and then it's going to come for you and your kids. You, you, your kids need to see you taking care of your parents because your kids are going to be taking care of you. That's not why I'm taking care of my parents, but can I tell you, my kids are witnessing um, the, me walk through the hardest season of my life. Um, and they're witnessing um, hard stuff. So, you know, again, who knows, who knows what my kids' decision will be when Heather and I are, you know, hopefully a hundred. Well, Heather doesn't want to live, live to be a hundred. I do. Um, who knows what's going to happen or what, what their, you know, decisions will be. But I know one thing that they will have is they will have the memories of myself and them and my wife taking care of my mom and my dad. Um, so we, we should do an entire episode on that. I think that'd be very helpful. Um, okay. Oh, I mean, we did it. We, we, we went at it. Um, uh, this is, I think we're going to land right around 35 ish minutes or so. Um, and, uh, hold on, let's, let's hit it. Hey, hang on. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Men, women, and children. Hope is in the building. Uh, yeah, I know some of you guys wanted that rap. Men, women, and children. Hope is in the. I'm off beat. That's okay. Now I'm back. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope me. I don't know. Th- this felt right. It felt like the right thing to do. Uh, so I am going to send this off to Whitney from Wisconsin and Brad, the podcast editor, and hopefully straight from them to your listening ears and on YouTube. Hey, make sure if you're watching on YouTube to subscribe because I've got more vlogs coming up on the YouTube channel. Um, so the YouTube channel is going to host my podcast, going to host my vlogs, uh, and I'm, I'm hoping to have more conversations there. Video, videos, videos, the future. All right. It's been fun. Love you guys. And I'll see you next time on the Carlos. Whitaker 